Hey fans, this episode of the Comets Podcast is being brought to you by Huntington University. And if you were a season ticket holder last year, you can still take advantage of that 25% off all tuition. All you have to do is visit the Huntington University admissions office. And that's how you do it. Episode number 50 is coming up, so let's do the show. What's up, everyone? So happy to finally be back doing the Huntington University Comets podcast. Shane Alberani back doing these, and uh, it's been a long time coming, but uh, we finally made it. We're finally playing hockey, and we're finally doing this podcast. So let's uh, launch the third season of uh, the Huntington University Comets podcast with a new face but a familiar name, Jackson Leaf, on the show here today. Uh, Jackson, uh, of course, is a Fort Wayne native. His dad, Ron, one of the greats of all time, one of my all-time favorite players. I grew up watching Ron at the Coliseum back in the 80s, uh, so it is such a thrill to see uh, Ron Leaf's son Jackson in a Comet uniform and of course we talk about that during the interview and of course uh, this past weekend Jackson got his first Comet goal. Uh, we talked before he got that goal so uh, I'm not going to take any credit for that. Yes I am uh, but Jackson got his first goal uh, down in Indy. It was a, a terrific uh, a, a terrific night for everyone and uh, certainly very special for Ron Leaf and Jackson and the whole Leaf family and the Comet family uh, to have another second generation in a Comet uniform. So uh, let's do this. Let's talk to Jackson Leaf. Well, first of all, how you doing, buddy? You're, uh, you're finally at Comet. Oh, yeah. Feels pretty good to be home, that's for sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, how soon did you know, you know, your, the legendary status of your old man? Um... How did I know? Yeah, when you were a kid, when, when did it kick in? Like, all right, this guy, um, this, you know, a little something. I think, I think it was more people around me that were like, oh, like your dad's awesome. Um, it wasn't so much. I thought he was like, he's obviously my dad. My he was a superhero to me, but I didn't know he was such a legend around town until I really kind of grew up and figured it out. But uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. So you have, you and like Sean Sadlowski had dads who played minor league hockey, so he kind of clued you in on what the life was going to be like. Yeah, it, uh, I, I was, it was kind of unfortunate. I wasn't really around. I wasn't around when he sure, played sure. or when he retired, but yeah. uh, just, just the lifestyle and everything and just being able to go to games growing up and, and just how he treats his life as he's just professional. Um, you, you could tell he, he played hockey and, was very professional as as an athlete and he carried it over into his life after hockey um, and I learned a lot from him uh, just growing up with with a, a father figure like that. And I remember when you were born which is really weird it makes me feel really old because your dad was <laughs> Northrop at the time and I was calling the games uh, on public access tv I was a senior in high school so I, that's awesome where'd yes, you go? I was Northrop. Northrop? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah sorry cool. did you go Northrop? Yep, I graduated in 2010. Okay, so yeah, so we're 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 fellow Bruins, so that's nice. But, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so yeah, so no, I knew. I remember when you were born, and I remember, and you know, in the years that I think I did that probably for 10 years, and you were always there every Tuesday night. Yeah, <laughs> he brought me to the to the rink uh, every yeah. As much as he was at the rink, I was at the rink, and he let me come skate out on the ice with the Bruins Bruins team too uh, during their practices and. Uh, they were all good guys, always dishing a, the, the little five-year-old 
running around the puck. It was it was a cool experience for me. I don't know how much for them, but right. yeah, I was always I was always at the rink. But I, yeah, I always remember you. Like you said, you always were running around. You had a little stick and you had a puck and you were always banging it around. So it was in your blood. always. Yep. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> But it was always so freezing at McMillan, too. I thought uh, maybe that's not the right spot to have a kid running around because I was always freezing, too. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe everybody needed to be running around right. <laughs> to warm up a little bit. <laughs> it was a cold rink. That old uh, – the, the newer side was never as cold, the blue rink, and then right. the old red rink was freezing. Oh, yeah. That the one was, with the studio uh, ice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a special kind of cold, and it was always – didn't matter what the temperature was outside, it was probably warmer outside than it was in that rink. <laughs> really set the mood for a hockey game though that's for sure <laughs> that's true that's true yeah yeah, yeah. But, you, know, you know that was the the practice facility for the comments for so long and your dad you know practiced there you know and then he coached there so I mean he knew that building really well <laughs> right yeah yeah I I missed that place it had some character to it that's for sure um, yeah but did you up. actually get to play in the old rink um yeah I I played uh I I think my 16 year when I was with Lansing, the Capitals in Michigan, uh, we ended up playing the U18 Comet team here in town on that red rink. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and I don't know how, I don't know what year they, the McMillan was uh, shut down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I think, moved away playing somewhere else when Canland came up and, yeah. and McMillan shut down. Yeah. So you really but, didn't play a whole lot in Fort Wayne. You, you went out and played juniors elsewhere, right? Yeah. So I think Bantam or midgets, I think Bantams, I started commuting to, to Michigan to play youth hockey. Um, and I started playing triple a, and moved away actually my senior year to play AAA hockey in Cleveland before uh, I played junior hockey down in Texas. Um, so I've been kind of all over the place for so a while now. Yeah, you're used to it. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. A Wiley veteran now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been, uh, been everywhere, that's for sure. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's kind of the thing, you know, when you start playing hockey and you, you're going to take it to the next level, you know, you start traveling at a young age. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal to you guys. Right. Yeah. Kind of in retrospect, retrospect, it, uh, it's kind of a long road. We've been a lot of places and lived a lot of places. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a long road coming back here to Fort Wayne, Indiana with the Comets. So, yeah, I mean, you, you're from here, but yet it took you all these years to actually play here. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So what was it like? I mean, uh, you said you moved away to Cleveland. Is that is that what you said? Yes, I played for the Cleveland Barons, the AAA program, my senior year of high school. So I actually went to school in Cleveland and uh, played hockey there um, for a year. Um, so, I actually came, I came back and graduated from Northrop actually too okay. that that same year because I wanted to come back and play golf. Um, <laughs> played for the played for the golf team at, at Northrop for for all four years. So um, it was important that I come back and graduate with my friends and play play my last season of golf too so. Oh, so you, okay so you played all right you played that card okay so you went there yeah. you went to hockey you wanted to graduate from Northrop so all right let's talk about that golf career what kind of golf <laughs> yeah. were you <laughs> uh at Northrop I, I had a pretty good career as a as a Northrop Bruin um 
I was all area and all uh, all city my senior year. Um, one one sectionals. Um, the I forget what division it was. What were what are the Bruins? You know, is it S S S E C S A C S A C? Yeah, yeah. So that was a cool experience over at um, Brookwood. <laughs> I, yeah. when I was uh, when I was in Northrop, my best friend was on the golf team, and some of the best chirpers are golfers. From yeah, <laughs> you could tell me what they used to say to each other. You know, if you were if you were against Snyder, you know the big rival. You know, uh, the smack talking that was going on before a golf match was quite. Uh, uh, yeah <laughs> right yeah we used to have some incredible matches with um DeWanger was the ones that would always uh be super competitive and um there's still some guys around town that uh I play golf with in the summers now um they're still giving it to me so <laughs> <laughs> so you, you played hockey and, and golf at a competitive level two totally different worlds but yet so many hockey players play golf you know, so right. I always wondered, you know, what is the appeal to that? Is it just how slow it is because it is so much different than hockey? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe in the summer you kind of just want to relax and have some yeah. beers out on the golf course with your friends is why, <laughs> why a lot of hockey players like it. Um, I've kind of gotten away from the competitiveness of the sport in golf uh, the last few years, but uh, I still enjoy going out and whacking the ball around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know it's it's cool that you had all that competitive fire still with golf too, and I think uh, you know it, it, you're able to take that mental toughness. I think because golf is such a mentally tough game, you know, and you right. can get over into hockey. Yeah, it uh, was pretty cool. I think that a lot of that is attributed to my dad too. Just growing yeah. up, uh, I think I got some of that attitude from from him and uh, just competing and in a lot of different aspects of of life. So. Um, I think that kind of carried over into golf as well. Did he uh, obviously brought you into hockey at a very young age, but was he always, you know, uh, you know, uh, encouraging, I mean, not pushing you to play hockey, but always encouraged you to play. Uh, you could use the word push for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to give Ron a bad, you know, a hockey dad, you know, vibe. <laughs> no, he was definitely just, he's hockey through and through right. for sure. And he still is. Um, he loves it, but, um, yeah, he was, he was big in me continuing to play hockey growing up. There are some days that I didn't want to go to the rink, but he, he pushed me through a lot of those days, and I appreciate him for that now, for sure. I guess you were probably not happy with him at the time, right? <laughs> no, nobody agrees <laughs> with their dad when you're growing up. <laughs> but, I mean, he, I mean, obviously, I mean, he wanted you to, you know, maybe take it to the next level. But, I mean, I'm sure he's a dad. If you want to do something else, I'm sure it would have been cool, too. Yeah, I'm sure he would have been. But he, he saw something in me in hockey, I guess, and uh, – he always pushed me to to be better and um like i said i appreciate that that now looking back that he never really um let me give up on that and, and push me to be a better player it uh it's definitely helped my game a lot so did you always wanted to play in fort wayne to be a comet was that really i always thought always? i always thought that would be really cool yeah <laughs> i mean we used to always go to the games yeah, yeah. um i i looked up to a lot of the Comet players growing up and um, I remember just being so intentively, intentively watching the hockey games and, and learning a lot from the Comets and um, 
I think now that it's come full circle and I'm playing for him, that's that's even that's even cooler. Yeah, it's it's hard to sometimes uh, comprehend that. I mean, even when you're a kid, it's like, yeah, it would be cool, but you know, I'm sure you know when you played pro hockey for the first time, you thought it was cool, but it was like I I could be a comet. <laughs> yeah, right. I know it. Uh, it definitely crossed my mind, especially when I was playing in the same league as the comments. I was like, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's right there. And um, just kind of how my career panned out um, early on in my career, it didn't really make sense. But uh, now that it, that it kind of uh, the door opened and the opportunity presented itself, it, it's definitely it, the timing feels right for sure. Yeah. You're uh, I mean, you started in the SPHL and you made it all the way to the AHL for a game. I mean, you're right. I mean, you're the inspiration, dude. I mean, (laughs) I appreciate that. That was, uh, that was a crazy year to have that experience. Just even going up for a game was pretty, pretty sweet that year after grinding it out in the SPHL and trying to make my way into the ECHL, even into the lineup that year. Um, and then getting, getting that little shot was, was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's another thing that people don't realize, especially when you're the SPHL guys. I mean, you guys move around so much. I mean, your phone can ring at any time, and you're going to go up to the ECHL, but then you could also be sent back at any day, too. You guys have just got to be at the ready and have your bags packed. And right, so, yeah. Like, it like, seems like I lived out of my car that right. first first year pro, yeah. Um, I think that's like that for a lot of guys in, in minor sports, too. It's definitely not easy, but uh, – once you get your foot in the door and, and coaches start trusting you a little bit, it gets a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, that first year was a little bit stressful. I think I made that trip from Evansville to Brampton and back to Evansville, I think oh. three, three or four times. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you guys look like now, like like the double A level, you guys have so many different, like you had guys like you, who, you know, SPHL worked your way up, but then you have affiliated guys who were drafted and had big signing bonuses and all that. You've got all these different, how you got here kind of guys, you know? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of different roads. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Just stepping on the ice and just knowing guys were like draft picks and everything. I think that was a little bit of a culture shock for me at first. I was like, wow, that's, that's like amazing. <laughs> like I'm coming out of like a D3 school and, yeah. and I, I'm working my way into the system right now. And, and I'm on the ice with, with these guys and there's just so much skill. And even still, like, I, I'm just kind of amazed by some of the talent that I'm surrounded by. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys have got a, a good club right now. Is there anybody who has kind of stood out for you right now? I mean, I, I mean, you're, you're new to Fort Wayne, not a lot of new guys, but I mean, did you know, you know, Sean Solowski, you know, AJ Jenks, those guys, you played against them, but. Right. Yeah. All those guys. I mean, um, even Viver too, like I played against him. Um, like you, you play against them and, and then now you're practicing with them and you're in the mix with them every day. Like you really see like the work they put in and, um, that's amazing in itself. They just, they're just good hockey players, you know? Um, and it's, it, it makes it pretty cool going to the rink. And I think it, uh, it makes it an environment um, to get better. I feel like I'm improving just being around them too. So um, I, I think that goes for most guys on, I think, I think all of our roster look is like that. We have a really good roster from top to bottom. And uh, um, I think, I think everybody goes to the rink every day. It's really easy to get better. 
And it's so weird because I still think of you as being a young kid, but you're not. I mean, you've seen a lot of action. You've been here a lot, you know. So it's like yeah. you're new to the new to the team, but you know, I just still think of you as still. I'm thinking you're you're 20, 21 years old, but you're not. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm pushing thirty. <laughs> I don't like talking about it, but yeah, I know. Be twenty be twenty nine in a couple months here. Oh. Um, yeah, but you know what? We're all still plugging away. So you're still involved in hockey. So as long as you, you know, you still love it, doesn't matter, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the one thing I still, I still love going to the rink every day. And it's uh, still a challenge. And um, just that, that atmosphere, team camaraderie, I just love it. So are you going to play as long as I can? That's right. Yeah. That's everybody's <laughs> goal. So, I mean, you're not ready to, to get the nine to five job yet, are you? No. <laughs> but, uh, you do that uh, the rest of my life, so this is uh, this is something I'm going to enjoy for a bit. <laughs> nice. Are you? Uh, do you got the going to have the coaching bug like your dad? Uh, I wouldn't mind getting into it. Um, I just I love the game, just just like he loves the game, and I think that would be an, an easy avenue um, after hockey to stay in hockey, obviously. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that all pans lot. out. I mean, he coached Northrop for so many years than IPFW and, and yeah he coached me throughout my whole youth hockey career too he was always a coach too and um now he's a coach now at, at the rink he he does his shooting lessons and uh skills at the rink um which he is amazing at so he's he's done it forever <laughs> now is he now that you're home uh is he giving you those little critiques after the games now <laughs> uh yeah there's little things he <laughs> oh man i think he still thinks i'm 21 like you right. were saying <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah he he definitely has some critiques for me but he he sees a lot just watching games he's watched a lot of hockey and uh i'm a little bit hard on him when he does mention stuff to me. Right. i probably shouldn't be but um yeah, sometimes you want to come home and leave work at the rink, but uh, <laughs> he likes to be involved too, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are you staying with your folks while you're here? Yeah, I'm here for now. Oh. Yep. Oh, you yeah. see, so now you, you can't even get away from him. Now you're going to, after a game, you're going to walk in and he's going to, oh boy. Uh, yeah, but I can't complain because mom usually has food on the table. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so yeah. you know what? You've got not a bad little gig right now because you're staying at home. You've got uh, food. You've got everything. And, man, you're living the dream. It's uh it's awesome. I was a little bit worried about it at first, like coming home. You don't know how it's going to be. Right. Um, living away for so long. Um, but yeah, it's definitely nice to have that coming home and that homey feeling and having my friends around, getting to play in front of everybody again. Yeah. Like it, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. The relationships I've created coming through the ranks too, and, and getting to share this with, with the people of Fort Wayne is, is pretty awesome. So uh, you're back home. What's the uh, the laundry situation like? Are you are you doing it, or is mom? Oh yeah, I'm not that lazy. <laughs> I'll let I'll let my mom cook dinner, but uh, no, I'm still uh, still doing it, doing uh, doing a lot of stuff around here to 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 stay active away from the rink. So well, I think Sparky's mom was doing his laundry for quite a long time. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> was she? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess so. I was a rumor, but I I would feel a little bit bad if uh, <laughs> if she was doing everything for me. <laughs> yeah, that was always that awesome. Rumor, so, 
<laughs> I'll, I'll have to shoot him a text. Maybe she's still doing it. Right. <laughs> oh. oh, so let's talk about Brampton. Okay, Brampton's no more. Does that make you sad? I mean, the Beast are, are not around anymore. Yeah. Um, a little bit of my heart goes out to them. Um, just playing there for three years, uh, you meet a lot of people and I think that's one of the biggest things. There, there's people that are out of jobs now, and a lot of people that work for the for the team are now looking looking for work. And um, I feel for them in situation like that. Um, and it's just it was a little bit different not heading up to Brampton um, yeah. after the summer in October this year. So yeah, I am a little bit sad about it, and I feel for them. But um, I know they'll be they'll be looking for, for stuff and they'll find something. There's a lot of talented people up there and yeah. um, a lot of people will be lucky to have them on staff. So um, I appreciated my time there and I'm definitely, I definitely miss it, but uh, we got a good thing going here right now too. So. And, and Brampton is, is such, you know, cause people think of Canada, you just think hockey is, is big in every little corner and it's not, you know, minor hockey has never really caught on in Canada. You know, we, in Brampton, you got the Steelheads right down the street, Mississauga, you know, and you got the Maple. Yeah, we're on the same road as them. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, you're literally like 20 minutes from them. So, right. Um, yeah. So it's, 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 so it's, it's kind of disappointing, you know, that you're in right in the middle of just the, the heart of hockey, Toronto. I mean, and, yeah, and, was, that market was tough to compete in, uh, hockey wise for sure. Yeah. But uh, and it's, and it's such a neat area too. Actually, my family lives in Brampton and Mississauga, and they just moved. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I, I'm bummed too because that was always at least two free dinners when we go up to, to <laughs> right. Brampton. Right. Yeah. Was, there you go. <laughs> yeah. We're taking them over to Boston Pizza down the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I knew I was going to get fed really well when we went to Brampton. So now I'm, I'm yeah I'm bummed too. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a that was a hit. My dad is from up that way too. So. Um, it was always cool for for my family or him to come up and watch me play in Brampton because he'd always shoot up and oh, yeah. see his family. Um, they were just a, about an hour or so north of of Brampton in uh, Barry area, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a, cool for them. Quite a few ex comments live in that area. I know Wayne Bishop, one of your dad's old teammates, lives in Toronto. And he actually joined me on a game one time. Um, so oh, that's cool. Once in a while, we went to Brampton. You'd have a couple old comments who live in the area who'd come by and see you. Yeah, I I think that's one of the things too. There's a lot of old hockey players that were around. We'd get some. I mean, we had uh, Eddie Bauer come to uh, a game one time. He yeah. spoke to us before the game. Um, Biver's dad came and uh, oh, okay. was signing autographs. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Um, Wendell Clark came to a game. Yeah. Um, Don Cherry came in with a suit one day. We had a Remembrance Day game. Yeah, we had a lot of cool bodies coming in and out of our locker room, and um, there's just a lot of hockey around that area. And yeah, you could you could feel it. Yeah, and they're just showing up just for a game. It wasn't like a special appearance or anything. They're just there to see. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot so, different. Yeah, so the, the drive, you know, I'm not going to miss. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially on the Sundays. and the, oh, yeah, yeah, those were tough. Coming back to Brampton on a Sunday, that was uh, – we'd play Friday, Saturday night in Adirondack or Reading, and yeah. we'd come back to Brampton on a Sunday for a 2 o'clock game. Those were always uh, always tough ones, so um, – and there's so much talent in that area that 
aren't pro hockey players. They're just beer league guys, but yet could probably skate with a, a lot of teams in this league. So it's like when they, you guys needed someone in Brampton, you could probably find somebody. Super easy to find guys. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, we, we had David Ling come play for us yeah, for a few games right. my first year. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, who else was uh, was there with me? Um, Fazio, Mike Fazio. Yeah. No, not – no. Was that his name? I can't remember. But he uh, he was playing for – he played for the Marlies for many years. He wow. played a few games with us. Um Sorry, I'm bad with names. Now that I'm thinking about it, I guess I should have done my homework <laughs> before okay. I jumped on the podcast. I didn't think Brampton would come up that much. <laughs> I mean, it's a unique story. I mean, you 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 were part of something that was you know it was kind of different because you know like, like I said you know you just think of Canada as just being huge. It's kind of you know disappointing that that uh, you know it didn't really take off, especially when you look at what's going on in, in Newfoundland. You know they really hit it off. You know and uh, right, you know, but, but Brampton, you know the hotbed of hockey just. Just didn't quite get a grip. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how. It's just the market and how many teams were around. Like you said, I think it was kind of tough for us to compete. But uh, uh, the people that did come out and watch our games, I think they were really impressed with with the level of play because um, it's definitely not a not a joke. Um, we play uh, a pretty high level too. So, well, one of my actually favorite. I mean, all-time hockey memories was in Brampton. Uh, uh, played a, a morning game there. It was a kids' day game, and uh, they didn't have an anthem singer. Singer, but all you know, five thousand kids in attendance sang "Oh Canada," and it was yeah. the biggest thing. That is cool. Yeah, they used to play like the first couple like seconds of uh, of the tune, and then get everybody started, yeah. and then they just shut off the music, and then all the kids would sing. Yeah, that was. That was always really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I still remember that. I still think that's one of the coolest things ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. A lot of Canada pride there for yeah. sure. So you were you were still in Canada when the pandemic started, right? I mean, yeah. So did you have any problems getting back home, or? Um, I was worried about it, and I remember getting a um, a text from Jordan Henry. Actually, he called me like the morning after we got canceled. He said, "Hey, Leifer, you might want to." pack up your bags and get moving because they're talking about closing the border down yeah. um i got there and it, it was super busy with uh trucks um oh, yeah. like semis um but there wasn't a ton of cars it was kind of like as soon as i passed all like the the trucks which took forever um i ended up getting through okay they didn't ask too many questions but um yeah that was something that i, I was pretty worried about leaving i kind of rushed out of there but uh, they didn't give me too much of a, a fight at the border, thankfully. That sounds like something a mom would have freaked out about. I'm sure your mom would have been I think they were freaking out just as much down here about their situation. Everybody yeah. kind of, yeah, now that it's, everybody's settled down a little bit about it. Uh, well, Canada, it's still kind of yeah. wishy-washy going over the border now. Um, you have to do the full 14-day quarantine going over into Canada, which I don't think a lot of people are going going into Canada right now to visit anybody. Right. Yeah, that's I it's, that's another thing. I mean I haven't been able to visit anybody either. So it's kind of Yeah. Uh, yeah, they come and check your house up there too, from my understanding. They make yeah. sure you're you're at home quarantining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Not a bad idea, but <laughs> no. But, no. But you guys, yeah, let's talk about this for a second. You guys have done a really good job. I mean, 
uh, you know, there was a, a kind of a breakout when the season started in December in teams. But, I mean, you guys are doing fantastic with this. Yeah, we haven't had a positive case. So um, everybody must be following the rules and staying, staying at home and keeping distance. Um, yeah, knock on wood on that. But it, we've, we've done pretty well. Um, thank God we haven't had any, any outbreaks. Yeah, but I mean, I can tell with you guys have so many veteran guys who just want to play hockey. And they're probably looking at the younger guys like, okay, you guys need to do what you're supposed to do. You know, we can look right. what other teams are doing and they come in here. But if you guys doing what you're doing, we'll be okay. But if you find out that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. Yeah. I think, yeah, everybody came to Fort Wayne, Indiana with a kind of business-like mentality. And uh, everybody was waiting to work for 11 months. So now that we're into it, uh, yeah, we're all, we're all business. We just want to play hockey. <laughs> Right, right. Were you able to work out at all? I mean, what was the first last time you got on the ice? I mean, before training camp. Um, the rink stayed open here for yeah. the most part. So, um, our skating coach with the Comets, John Solway, is the same skating coach that I have during the summer, and we were on the ice with him um, a couple times a week for a long time, longer than probably we should have been, because um, it was it was hard to to get a get a feel for when the season was actually going right. to start. We didn't, we didn't want to not be ready to go. So we were working out and uh, preparing ourselves to start maybe even in October. So um, yeah, it's been kind of a long road to January. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and you, you, you had a little bit more time in training camp yet. You had two weeks, but again, you know, there's practice shape and there's game shape. So, you know, that's just right. Story after that first game. Yeah, it uh, it definitely hit hard. It uh, you can practice so much, but then you get into that that level of play, and it's it it's definitely a shock to your body. Uh, no matter no matter how much you do, <laughs> right, right. You can only do uh, so much treadmill or anything like that. But it's it's yeah. not compared to actually skating. No, not at all. So, well, and then you have, uh, we have another Fort Wayne guy, like Seabenhaller on the team. So were you guys able to get together this summer and, and work out and yeah, so your, he, your heads together? He kind of, he kind of joined us um, in our little hockey group, I think two or three summers ago. Um, so we work out with Paul Zinchenko. He's our strength, strength and conditioning guy with the Comets as well. Um, so we get into a pretty good routine together over the summer. Um, him and I, uh, do a lot of, a lot of training together, um, through the summer with Solway and, and Paul Zinchenko. And you guys didn't really grow up together. I mean, you, there's a little age difference between you two, right? Yeah, he is, uh, born in 1996 or five. Something like that. Six? <laughs> yeah. So I'm a 92. <laughs> I'm definitely... Definitely enough age yeah. gap where we didn't like skate at all together yeah. when we were younger. Um, I think the first I had ever really heard of him was like, oh, yeah, this kid's really good. Uh, he's going up to Bell Tire to play up in Michigan. I didn't really know much at the time about any of that. Um, but yeah, it was, I think not till just recently that is that we started training together. And yeah, That's now we're now we're buddies. Yeah. <laughs> but it's but it's also, you know, unique that you know, you guys are, are from Fort Wayne. I mean, you guys know where everything is as well, unlike the other guys. <laughs> yeah. Um we've had a lot of guys come up to us and ask us about like suggestions about what to do 
I guess we only have five really restaurants to go to, but which ones, which ones of those are good? (laughs) Um, Well, even like guys wanted to get their hair cut or like go shopping or something, but uh, yeah, it is kind of, kind of cool having that um, home feeling. But yeah, Blake, the places that were pre-pandemic that were cool. <laughs> did we? I mean, you can. I mean, you can say, hey, you know, I grew up here. You know, this is a pretty cool town pre-pandemic. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Blake and I, we we get into uh, we we like our restaurants in the summer together for sure. We um, we go over to that Ted's beer market down the street yeah. together sometimes, and we'll ride our bikes over there. It's just just down the down the street. So. Um, yeah, Blake and I, Blake and I have some fun in the summer together. He lives right across the street. <laughs> oh, geez, well that's, <laughs> yeah. that's convenient. We grew up together right across the street. Didn't even know it. <laughs> really? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> so he's in the on the Carroll side of uh, Dupont. Right. Okay. So he went. Carol. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so you have that divider. Yeah, because that's the way. Like I had a lot of friends who went went to Snyder because it was just one street basically that yep. was the dividing line. Yeah. So that's crazy. Bruin for, uh, yeah. yeah. Bruins though. Bruin pride. That's right, man. We we gotta <laughs> we gotta represent, you know, I oh, still yeah. I mean I still follow, you know, passively, but I always kind of check and see what, what Northrop's doing in whatever sport they're you know, it's just something I, I Yeah, just, it looked like the football team was doing pretty good last last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. They beat um they beat Homestead. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, someday there's going to be a really good football team come out of Northrop. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> it wasn't when I was there. Right, well, me neither, but <laughs> it will one day. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so you didn't play any? You play? You golfed? Did you play any other sport? Did, I mean, football was never your your thing, or? No, not really. I think I played football for Shawnee in sixth grade. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that was my football career, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no uh, I played baseball growing up and then when we got to high school level um it started conflicting with hockey a little bit so I I gave up baseball and yeah. and played golf golf for Northrop so I was thinking about playing golf for Northrop but I uh, there was like conflicting conflictions in uh the games and practices for hockey so I couldn't do that um, yeah and you're you're now the age where where kids are now kids but you know, they got to they got to pick a sport and kind of specialize in it. You know, where back in the day we just played everything. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit different now. Yeah, kids are taking lessons and on the ice all all year round now at the at the rink, and they're working out for hockey. And uh, when I was twelve year old, twelve years old, I didn't step foot in a rink for most right. of the summer. <laughs> yeah, I think they took the ice out at McMillan until October. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, so. Uh, you know, it's it's a bummer that you can't wear your your dad's number number twelve because it's already retired. Yeah. You know, it's long retired. Yeah. Yeah, Rich Primo uh, back. Oh, geez, I think that was the, the ninety nine season. I think you retired that. But uh, I've always lobbied. I've lobbied for there to be two number twelves up there. I've done that for years because yeah, that era of common hockey is is not represented well up there. And your dad was one of the greats, man. He was one of my favorites growing up. Yeah, that's what I hear. I think uh, a lot of people would probably agree with you on that one. Um, his numbers definitely don't lie either. I wish I had a chance to to watch him play when he was here. Um, 
But, no, he was uh, something. I watched him quite a bit when I was a kid. So. <laughs> I I'm sure if it was his number up there, he'd let me wear it for a couple of games. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that would work. If it is your dad, do you, does the team let you wear it? I, <laughs> I don't know. That would be pretty cool. I was thinking of maybe going like 21, like opposite of him. But, there you go. Uh, there you go. Dave, David talked me into 55. Because five, five's retired too. I, I forget what name he said. Yeah for five but uh yeah i went double five yeah so you went double fives so yeah. you, were, you were five and were you five in brampton yep yeah okay. five in brampton too is that yeah. is that a significant reason that way you're number five not really i think somewhere <laughs> along the line it was given to me and then i just kind of <laughs> rolled with it <laughs> yeah i you know what i i always ask guys about the numbers because some guys are like i, I don't care they gave it to me that's what i wear but some guys are really uh, i need number five or you know really superstitious about it i started to like it a lot um i i think i like 55 a little bit more it's nice it was nice getting a little change yeah it's kind of unique you don't see very many 55s out there either yeah yeah i like it see how it goes (laughs) hopefully i I represent it pretty well that's right (laughs) and as we're recording this you got your first point as a comment uh, a few days ago and I think you're you're 503 away from your dad now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that that, uh, that might not be attainable, but <laughs> can always still, try. That's still so yeah. pretty cool. So, well, let's talk about it real quick. You know, you, you, I mentioned it earlier. You know, the SPHL all the way to the AHL. So, what was that trip? What was that like? Getting that phone call to go up after you like I've clawed and scratched, and I'm finally now, even though going to be for a short time I'm one step away from the NHL it's crazy right yeah just even being on the ice uh with some of those guys too like we talked about earlier stepping on the ice even as a comet like some of the guys that you're surrounded by um when you go up a level like there's even more um guys that are drafted and prospects and everything so um getting that opportunity especially after the year I was having was was pretty awesome um Definitely, definitely an experience that I won't forget. Just, uh, it uh, went by quick. <laughs> it was <laughs> one game, but still, it's, it's still yeah. a big. Yeah, it is cool. Um, especially playing three in three leagues in one year like that. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, was, uh, I was pretty fortunate to get that opportunity. Not, not a lot of guys get that, so. Pretty, Laval, pretty happy. So how was your French when you were up in the ball? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't talk to many guys when I was there. <laughs> Ça va, bonjour. <laughs> you guys have got a lot of French guys this year. I mean, a lot. We do. Yeah. And usually the French guys, like, are really, like, bad about talking to the Americans. Like, it will stick to their French guys because they can speak French a lot. Yeah. But we have we have some really nice guys on our team that – they uh, they stick to English for us, so we can understand them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, you know, Olivier Gallipo, I, or, uh, or Lego, sorry, Gallipo. But I've I've talked to Olivier. You know, when guys when he first started coaching, uh, assistant coach, you know, guys didn't know that he spoke French and would say something, and legs would be like, "I know what you just said." <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of that. Sometimes you get suspicious of them when they're te- speaking too much French around you. Like, oh, they might be saying some stuff uh, they shouldn't be saying. <laughs> yeah, that does make you a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, wow. Oh, 
so what was the, the conversation like to come here? I mean, did, did you reach out in the comments? Did Ben call you or how did that, how did the whole negotiation there start? Um, well, Brampton opted out and within a few days after Brampton opting out of the season, I, I got a text from Benny, um, to come in and have a chat with him, um, about some negotiations and where, what my plans were. Um, but it was kind of a no brainer when I stepped into the office with them, I kind of, kind of knew that I wanted to be here this year and uh the negotiation process was pretty easy and uh and yeah had a had a quick meeting with them and then had a quick talk with my dad and gave him a call back the next day and and then I signed so (laughs) what was uh dad's reaction when you finally you know signed your name and you're gonna be wearing the the k on your jersey man yeah, he's pretty pumped. He wanted to come to the meeting with me. Yeah, he's all fired up. <laughs> he's still fired up about it. It it's just a good experience for everybody right now, me being on the comments and, and him spending six years of his life playing for him too and uh being the legend that he is too. It's just it's That's pretty right. cool. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many guys who stayed here, who played here in Fort Wayne and just stayed. It's just amazing. Your dad is one of them. And it's, it's just really cool. Did he ever tell you, like, you know, I played, I mean, he played in quite a place. He played in Texas and other places like that. But when he got to Fort Wayne, this is where he stayed. Did he ever tell you, like, this is just a great place to grow up? And we thought, just put down the roots here. Um, my mom's from Fort Wayne and he met my mom. There so. you go. That's that, you know, yeah. that's the story number two. <laughs> yeah. She settled to him. I think. So. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he met my mom and just kind of settled down and it, uh, it is a good place to grow up and, and raise a family. And, uh, we had a, we had a good upbringing and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, he made that decision to stay here in town and, and, uh, do what he did. So. Yeah, man, we all, we're all glad of that. He, he's stuck around and, uh, you know, he's, he's brought you up and now you're, you're a Comet and you're, it's very few people, uh, second generation. I mean, there's just been a handful too, right? Two, I think. Phillips is in the Sims. I think that's it. Sims, so. yeah. 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 Yeah, it's pretty good, good company to be in. That's something that not a lot of people share with their dads. Like, that's, yeah. that's just cool. Yeah. And does your dad still hang out with, with or, or stay in touch with any of the guys from, from the old days, from the 80s? Yeah, they're still around. Uh, Dale Baldwin, he's at the rink a lot uh, yeah. with his with his two boys, and we see him around quite a bit. Um, I'm trying to think of of who else. Uh, Martin Berger, we golf with him a yeah. little bit in the summers. He's still here. Um, There's just so many. Yeah. I'm trying to think from his generation. Um Oh, but yeah, there's Riggler still around. Yeah, yeah, we don't see him uh, too much yeah. anymore. But uh, yeah, we see him a little bit. Um, that's another cool story. Um, yeah, there's there's still quite a quite a few guys kicking around. You probably would know better than me, but right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> show my age. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is it, I I always thought it was really cool, like getting the at least Martin Berger story like we get we golf with him quite a bit in the summer yeah. and he's a really nice guy and he has kind of a similar story staying in town and yeah. he 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 loves Fort Wayne through and through too so it's been nice oh, yeah. getting getting support from him too coming uh coming up through my my pro hockey career 
so yeah i mean it's it's got to be just such a thrill for for your dad and and you know for everybody you know just to have another leaf on the on the on the team and you know can i now can i call you leafer is that still is that a thing or is that your old yeah man? go ahead yeah <laughs> i'm the real one <laughs> oh, <shot> spider, <laughs> no my buddy always buddies always joke with him about it like the fake leafer and the real leafer <laughs> he calls me the fake one <laughs> well it's funny the, the first couple of games you played i you know i wanted to say that but i'm like you know what maybe maybe jackson wants to be called something else maybe i shouldn't call him that <laughs> Nope, that's been handed down for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know you want to, you know, as as much as you're proud of your dad and he's proud of you, you want to have your own identity too. So you know, but so, so some people are kind of like, hey, you know, I'm I'm my own guy. You know, I'm not just Ron son. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is another cool thing coming home and playing. Like I get to create that that identity for myself yeah. instead of uh, being Ron son. People get to actually come to the game and and watch me play. So yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It'll 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 be a fun ride. I'm I'm looking forward to to this season as it progresses. Uh, I think we have a good group of guys, and um, I'm already having a lot of fun. So, well, we hope you you hope on uh, having a good time, and uh, of course, it's so cool to have you here, man. And that was one of my really cool moments when you signed here, and it's like another generation. You know, and your dad was one of my favorites all time, and it's. So it's so cool. It's just so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it, Shane. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, we'll wrap this up, man. I appreciate you joining me today. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. And there you have it, episode 50 of the Comets podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. And, of course, uh, Mr. Jackson Leaf for joining me here uh, in the uh, premiere episode of season number three. It was a fantastic conversation, and hopefully we're going to see him in a Comet uniform for a very long time. So that's it. A terrific show. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll be back very soon with a new episode of the Huntington University Comets podcast.